This goes back to what I had a rant about last week. Blanket statements in horse racing get me triggered. Every horse is different. Every situation is different. You can't say, well, they all skipped the Breeders' Cup, so I'm not using them. Sometimes they make smart decisions. Sometimes there's reasons behind it other than he's not doing very well. He must not be There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exact uh, there's only one site that you'll keep coming back to So next time that the horses all line up at the post Make sure you use the website that'll win you the most Whether Churchill, Oakland, Goldstream Parks, and Matoga And all tracks in between, there's only one site to go to When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets Plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets RacingDudes.com for all of your needs RacingDudes.com for all of your leads RacingDudes.com for all of your bets RacingDudes.com as good as it gets RacingDudes.com for all of your needs, RacingDudes.com For all of your leads, RacingDudes.com For all of your bets, RacingDudes.com As good as it gets What is up? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I'm Jared Welch, he's Aaron Halterman. This Lakers off. What's up, dude? What is up? Yeah, welcome, everybody, joining the show right now. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. I think this is cool. I kind of look forward to this uh, Thanksgiving morning. We thought about doing it uh, Wednesday. We thought about doing it Friday. I was like, let's just do it Thanksgiving morning. There's nothing going on, so I like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you're, you're uh, we're pre-football, pre-eating, um, so uh, it's it's oddly enough uh, the racing every year at, at the, around Thanksgiving seems like it gets better and better and so we're like you know you do you wait till you know tonight or tomorrow and you have racing tomorrow of course to Clark uh, being tomorrow so it's it's a big was like let's get it out there you know so the podcast you know hopefully you're if you're listening to us live right now hopefully you know you're uh, you're uh, getting you know ready for a big day of uh, feeding your face uh, watching some football and watching some horse racing but. Uh, Thank you for everybody joining us. Happy Thanksgiving again to to, uh, to everyone. Halterman, what's your favorite? Uh, what are you looking forward to the most today? Out of uh, let's say two questions, food wise, and then just in general of the day. Hmm. Good, good like the question. one thing you're like you look forward to. It's got to be on your plate. Well, I to me turkey and pumpkin pie are the two because we never have them other than these two days or you know this day i should say sometimes christmas you'll have it but yeah you don't get it but once a year so i would have to say that um as far as i look forward to probably i don't know why but since del mar's ran in the fall i really like watching del mar on thanksgiving i think it's my favorite because listen every year it seems like these football games get worse and worse right like this year specifically, I'm looking most forward to the Egg Bowl. But, uh, you know, between Mississippi and Mississippi State, I think it'd be a hell of a game. But the NFL games get worse every year. Um, yeah, so I'm going to I'm gonna say Del Mar is kind of my new favorite uh, Thanksgiving tradition. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, the racing just seems like it's getting – I mean, the the football seems like it's just getting, like – and so it's, like, it's, it's always like you want to watch it, but at the same time, you're like, Ugh, I don't know. Like these games – like even tonight's game, the Saints – and in the the bills, it's just like, ugh, whatever. I mean, so yeah, I'm with you. It's, I'm it's it's uh, you know football's going on usually. Everyone's watching football, and I've got my phone out or something watching uh, a horse race. You know, so <laughs> I'd rather be that way. Yeah. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, yeah. So big weekend, uh, you know, coming up obviously today. A little bit of racing going on today, uh, of course, and then Friday and Saturday, uh, the big. And Sunday, I guess, but really the, the Clark. And then we got two, we got Derby and uh and Oaks prep races to talk about, you know, the Goldenrod and the Jockey Club. So or the jockey, yeah, the Kentucky Jockey, Kentucky Jockey Club. So um two big races to talk about in terms of uh, that. You know, we're already in the in in that mode a little bit. So, you know, Maxfield making his last race or his last start of his career. So, you know, you got that plus the Midnight Bourbon, who obviously faced against all these three-year-olds that ran in the Classic. So kind of a lot of storylines with this year's Clark. It seems like the Clark is generally is is one of those races every year that you look forward to. But this year, it seems 
like you're kind of the measuring stick because we got to see a little bit with uh, the measuring stick with the other three-year-olds with Nick's go. Obviously, Midnight Bourbon kind of been, you know, bumping heads with some of these good three-year-olds we have. So it seems like it's going to be interesting to see how he does. Obviously, I think he's a horse that's going to continue to run um, next year. And so, you know, this is a good horse to kind of a, a measuring stick for him. Uh, we'll get into the Clark. Uh, we'll get into all that. We have a lot to talk about, so let's not waste any more time. Today's show, we will preview that Clark Stakes, $750,000 Clark Stakes at Churchill Downs, and we're going to get rapid-fire selections. For the remaining stakes action this weekend at Churchill Downs in Del Mar. Del Mar's got awesome racing. Chad Brown's bringing in the crew. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Let's go. And they're off in the Clark Stakes. Friday, let's go to Churchill Downs for the main event. Race 11. Friday, Clark Stakes. It's for 750K. It's grade one for three-year-olds and up going one way eight miles. Field of eight lines up for this one here, and we got a nice stacked field. Midnight Bourbon kind of comes in with this race as, as uh, you know, the three-year-old, obviously King Fury's in there, but whatever. Uh, you got Midnight Bourbon. Kind of the, the three-year-old's been, like I said, been been all over the place, been running up against a good, all the good three-year-olds, you know, nearly beat uh, such a quality, nearly, you know, tried to beat uh, uh, Hot Rod. Of course, he's always... You know, he's been the the highlight of horses that gets the, you know, part of the DQs anyways. So you got that Rosario on board now. And then all the way to the outside, you've got Maxfield making his last start of his career. Kind of been throughout the year as an older horse, like always a classic contender. You know, he won the Stephen Foster. He had a very good year, but it kind of started to realize like maybe he's a cut below. He is. So they skipped the classic. Obviously, he had a free berth with Stephen Foster win. Skip the classic, pointed here. So this is his last race. So you've got the Maxfield versus Midnight Bourbon. What do you think of this one? Well, first and foremost, to start it off, a little tidbit. Joel Rosario, Steve Asmussen, get used to seeing that. Joel Rosario is committed to ride full-time at Oaklawn this year and will ride first call for Steve Asmussen. And so what that means is Ricardo Santana is going to be left kind of scratching his head a little bit there. I, I don't really know what. Santana is going to, you know, who he's going to ride for at Oakland. He's got other connections, but Rosario is taking that over uh, for Asmussen. So that'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. So getting to this race, Rosario, like I said, is aboard. Midnight Bourbon, you look at this pace setup. Jared, who's going with Midnight Bourbon? Nobody. Nobody. There's no other speed. Maxfield's the second fastest horse early in this race, and he is far from a speed horse. To me, this race sets up exactly like the Travers did, where Midnight Bourbon nearly pulled off the upset and beat Essential Quality. Essential Quality's not behind him today. All respect to Maxfield, I don't think he's that good. I don't think he's good enough to run down a loose on the lead Midnight Bourbon. I looked at this race. I, I liked Midnight Bourbon before I even saw the pace uh, set up. I thought the source you know, pointed for this race coming into it. Really good spot. It's where Gunrunner picked up a big win uh, in his three-year-old year. And I thought, yeah, Midnight Bourbon's going to be tough. And I looked at the pace, and I'm like, I think Midnight Bourbon's a single in this spot. I, I love him here. Well, the one thing about it, you know, you know, top of the stretch, you're you're going to be like, all right, well, let's see how good he is, you know, because you know that he's going to be right there. You know, yeah, because you look through the field, Night Ops, you know, he's not going to be on the lead. Dr. Post certainly not going to be on the lead. Happy Saver is not going to be. King Fury, we definitely know, will not be on the lead. Chess Chief will not be on the lead. Uh, the seven mil militarists, nope. And Maxfield, no. So, I mean, it's it's quite simple. He draws the rail. Rosario's going to go. Like, we, you know, Rosario knows a thing or two um, about riding a speed horse, and he's just going to get to the lead and dictate the rest. Now, I will say this. I love everyone knows like I love Maxfield. That's my boy. But I'm also a realist. I I get it. The one thing that gives me pause is Maxfield very much likes Churchill Downs. He's mm -hmm. a, he's he loves it. He's four for four at Churchill Downs. He's always ran well here at Churchill Downs. He's won the Charity. I mean, I'm sorry. He won the Stephen Foster earlier this year at Churchill Downs. He's very good at Churchill Downs. So that's kind of the thing that. If you if you're looking for you know the Al Shiba was very very good to me that's kind of my pause with with not picking him I get why you're not I'm not 
on top. But if I don't know if I'd go as far as a single, just because I, I do worry that like last start, Maxfield, you know, he's won seven to 10 starts. He loves Churchill. Four of those were at Churchill Downs. So I just, if he runs a huge race, it wouldn't be absolutely shocking. But I still don't even know if his huge race is good. Like I can see him banging up for second, no doubt. Like I love, even more so, I love playing a like a ice cold exacta with the one eight. I could see that being a pretty good play as well. I, you know, it's funny. The all the other horses take Midnight Bourbon out for the second. All the other horses in this race are very similar to horses he's beaten at Churchill in these four wins that you, you you reference, which by the way, there's no question he runs his best races at Churchill. This is not an argument towards what he said, but he beats horses that aren't very good too. Right. Warriors charge and sprawl, uh, visit him and chess chief. And then you, you read down the line, like night off, stock pros, happy saver, king saver, chess chief again, militarist. Those are the type of horses he's been beating at Churchill Downs. Right. Then he goes to, New York, and he's no, uh, you know, no, no competition for Nick's go. Okay, that's fine. And he lets Art Collector beat him. I mean, that's the race where it's like, yeah, if Maxfield was was a really nice horse, he would have won that one. And now he goes up against Midnight Bourbon. And again, if there was other speed in the race, I, I would say, yeah, I would probably pick Maxfield. But just, I just can't visualize a race where Maxfield can run down a loose on the lead midnight bourbon. I just, I just can't see it happening. And if he does more, more power to him and, and, and pat him on the back and he rides off into the sunset, a winner. And, 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 but for betting purposes, I just can't do it. Well, you know, with Maxfield, if you're a numbers guy, I mean, he ran, he ran very similar races all four of his last starts. You know, yep. the Alshiva, the Stephen Foster, the Whitney, the Woodward. He just kind of ran. I mean, and I mean, I'm not a huge art collector fan. So that one, like you say, I agree. Obviously, Nick's go. I mean, he ran a great race, and I keep very much clearly second best that day. And then you look at, like, I think the Woodward, well, I don't think, I know the Woodward was the race where Walsh was like, okay, like, we don't have a classic horse here, you know, because he – he even said after the race, like, I don't, you know, there's no excuse here. Like, we just didn't win. You know, I don't know how, you know, so everything's set up for the horse. He couldn't get it done that day. That's when he knew he wasn't going to the classic. So I do think he's going to run it. I mean, he's that's one thing you can say about him. He runs, he runs his race every time. You know, he, he yeah. kind of gives you an effort every time, but it's sometimes, you know, obviously, I guess the big cap is the one you can kind of say was kind of a dud, right? Um, or I'm sorry, the, the Anthony to handicap. I guess that's a big cap. And yeah. so the point is, like, there's that one race, but all the other times he shows up. I, well, if you want to go back to the numbers thing, and I totally agree, and really the big cap, he earned a number pretty similar to what he had been getting. Yeah. He, he's consistently running lower numbers than Midnight Bourbon. Mm-hmm. Right. He consistently now Midnight Bourbon's last, well, forget about the Haskell. He didn't finish, <laughs> but the other races he finished have been higher numbers, at least from time form, which I'm looking at higher numbers than what Maxfield has earned. So even if you want to get into a numbers debate, it leans towards Midnight Bourbon. Uh, who's who's been facing better horses, uh, you know, save for Nick's go leaves leans towards Midnight Bourbon. Who's got the pace advantage? It leans toward Midnight Bourbon. So, yeah, it to me is just so many factors, and I, I get you. Know, it's like, oh, I don't know if I'd single him. I, just to me, if he loses, then well, you beat me because I, I just there's so many factors that says this horse is going to show up and win this race. Yeah, he gets a weight advantage too here. Midnight Bourbon does, and I mean that's a, a pretty nice one as well. But um, no, I mean, I, you know, he did run at a buyer standpoint. He ran one of those back-to-back 107s in the uh, Pennsylvania Derby and the Travers and uh, Maxfield's career high is 105, which he ran, you know, three of his last four starts, 103 in the Stephen Foster with that win. So, I mean, he's a, he's a very consistent, you know, the last two starts, Midnight Bourbon had better numbers. Um, who's the horse in this race? We've talked about the one, we've talked about the eight. Who's the one, who's the horse that could, who could screw up my, my cold exacted there? Who's the horse that, you could see making a nice run here. It's got to be one of the Pletchers, right? I mean, you know, Happy Saver has kind of been beaten up by Max Blair a couple times this year, and Max Blair didn't really run well in the Classic, so it's hard to get real excited about him. 
And also, Irad Ortiz had been writing the three and the four. Dr. Poise posts the three and Super Sa- Happy, geez, Happy Saver the four. And Ortiz jumps on Dr. Post. So to me, he makes the most logical sense out of the Fletchers. He was third behind Art Collector and Maxfield last time out. Um, you know, he's kind of progressively been running better with each start. So for me, I think it's Dr. Post is the one that could kind of screw this thing up. It may be, you know, maybe an upsetter, but but definitely could get second here. Yeah, he well, I mean, he's he's a lot like I think he's a lot like the rest of them, right? I mean, he's a lot like Maxfield and a lot like this. You could see him running up. I mean, he like you say, he's ran kind of that's what he does the last several starts where he just kind of runs up underneath horses, runs up in the Woodward, ran up in the Pacific Classic for third. You know, the Mammoth Cup he did win, but again, who was, you know, he's facing shitty horses. So it it definitely feels like he's a horse that would be competing with uh Maxfield in terms of Who's going to get up there for second? Um, yeah, I know. The more I look at this race, the more I like Midnight Bourbon. Did you take, I mean, was there, like, because I don't think the three-year-olds in the Classic disappointed themselves by any means. I mean, they just ran up against an absolute monster in Nick's go. So when you look at, to me, when I look at the three-year-old situation and how well Midnight Bourbon ran against those three-year-olds all year, I mean, to me, it's 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 just, it's, it might be a class drop, you know, really with Midnight Bourbon in terms of who he's been facing, how, you know, the kind of races he's been in, you know, he's ran in what five straight grade one races. Um, you know, so he's just been all over the place running these big time races. I think the way that Asmussen made that decision out of the Pennsylvania Derby to say, you know what, we're going to take a break. We're going to get him to the Clark because we know that we have a horse that, is going to continue to get better is going to be better next year. Like there, you know, this is probably a very legit early classic type horse, right. Uh, for next year. So I love the way they've been like, this is the goal. This is going to kind of be the big cap to the end of the year for him. Yeah, I agree with, with all of that. Um, you know, the big thing, I, I, I think you, you said it best and I said it on uh, the preview video that we did that you can find on racenews.com and our YouTube page. I said, this is a class drop for, <laughs> for Midnight Bourbon. I really believe that. I don't think these horses are anywhere close to what he's been facing, you know, and I truly believe that to be the case. Uh, so, yeah, I, I do think it's a class drop and, and we'll see. You know what happens uh, with him today, with him Friday, but I just, I just don't, I, I can't vision a race where he loses unless he just backs up big time for no reason. A lot of people are going to compare the source to Gunrunner. Let me be very clear on something. And we talked about this with the juveniles. Everybody was like, "Oh, Echo Zulu will be like Jackie's Warrior and and won't be able to get the distance." In the, in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, you know, races. And I, I said, it's two different horses. <laughs> that doesn't doesn't mean anything. Midnight Bourbon is not Gunrunner, okay? But he is very good, and he has a chance to get better uh, as a four-year-old without question. But let's not crown him the next Gunrunner if he wins this race. I think if he wins, you're going to get a lot of Gunrunner even more so. Because, this, you know, this is a Gunrunner had a very, I would say, similar path but he also you know the clark was like his real big breakthrough race right you know he ran in the dirt mile finished second that year went to the clark won then came back his next year of course won the razorback went to dubai you know the whole nine you know the rest of history won Stephen foster won the whitney won the wood you know he did it all so the the clark was like his big launching party so to speak um so the, even if he, like I'm with you, but if he wins here, you're gonna get a ton of, well, obviously, gosh, I mean he's gonna like the the where he's gonna run next year is gonna be all over the place. Like the classic's the goal. Yep, no doubt. And and the classic should be the goal next year if he does do it. I'm just saying he's not gun runner. Don't think that he's gun runner. Let him let him be. Uh, let him be, be midnight bourbon. Um, yes, by the way, Magic's watching, so uh, hit the like button here if you uh, would appreciate that. Uh, hit the like button if uh, you're liking this video, hit the like, subscribe, and get all you know, get alerts. Like, obviously, we do a ton of previews on the site for all the uh, big racing going on every single weekend. So, if you want more information on those, just hit the like button, you'll get notified every time we have new content. All right, 
Uh, final thoughts. Midnight Bourbon wins here. He's a legit contender, right? For for uh, I mean, obviously the three year old. I think no matter what he does here, the three year old division is probably set up for essential quality. But moving forward past that, he's he's like a legit four year old and a legit horse that we need to be in, keep an eye on. Um, especially, at, you know, I'm sure we'll see him at Oakland. Yeah, hopefully we do. Hopefully we see him in that that series of stakes there that Silver State won. You know, that would that would be great. Uh, see him, and maybe he's the next Silver State. You know, maybe maybe well, you know we could we could go there with him. Uh, we'll see though. You know, he's he's still got to go out and win. He hadn't won in a long time, but boy, he's he's ran winning races. I think he gets it on uh, on Friday. Yeah, you know what? We'll be seeing Rosario aboard him uh right. at oklahoma and not the the normal santana he's, i noticed that a few times when i was handicapping and i was like man not santana i mean he can't even get on this horse for aspiece like he's he's done he's been uh, fired i don't know what he did maybe well, i know what he did shitty rider i guess for 30 straight days on an on aspies and sources that, that it's that simple <laughs> that'll, that'll do it right yeah uh you gotta win yeah midnight bourbon has not won since lecomte so it's yep. been a minute Yep. It's yep. been a minute. But, but it, it's insane to think, you know, he, the Louisiana Derby, he ran a winning race. Of course, got, you know, Hot Rod just was huge that day. Kentucky Derby, terrible start. Preakness, thought it looked like a winner. I mean, Haskell, he fell, all, <laughs> fell over. Uh, the Travers looked like a winner. Ran against the horses, you know, the, the three year old horse of the year. Yeah. And, uh, and then in the Pennsylvania Derby, he, ran a huge race and got beat by a really good hot rod Charlie. So he's ran, he's ran too good to lose multiple times this year. The one I would be most sick about is the Preakness because those mm-hmm. horses that you listed off, it's like, well, they're damn good. But Ron Bauer, for some reason, ran the race of his life uh, in the Preakness. And, and, and that's the one it's like, wow, how did we let that horse beat us? Um, but, you know, he, he, he grinded down uh, Medina spirit in that race. He put him away on the turn. I bet Midnight Bourbon that day, and I'm standing up going, yes, we've got it. Yeah. This is over. And then that little rat, <laughs> Rob Bauer, <laughs> runs the race of his life. So this is unbelievable. Yep. I remember that very well. We were together watching that, and you were so proud of yourself because, uh, you know, it looked like he just could not lose that race at the yeah. top of the stretch. You, you're like, I knew it. And then here comes Rob Bauer running <laughs> over. Rob Bauer! And it's like, what the hell? Like, what? How did that happen? So, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyways, Midnight Bourbon needs to pick. We both got Midnight Bourbon front end, gate to wire in the Clark. <laughs> Time for Rapid Fire presented by Turkey. <laughs> what else would it be presented by? Turkey. Enter promo code Turkey right now at racingdudes.com when you check out and get 20% off your first month of any premium subscription. That's right. 20% off your first month of any premium. So, any of our premium subscriptions we have. You get 20% off. Enter promo code TURKEY for your first month. Uh, yeah, so it, it goes through now through uh, through Monday. So you, you, I guess whatever they call you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, whatever. Well, I don't care. Like, whatever, all of them, you're going to get the promo code. It'll be it'll be on the site. Enter promo code. Everyone's always asking us, do you have any promo codes? Yes. Enter TURKEY. Eat some TURKEY. Put promo code TURKEY in. I don't care. Um, so promo code Turkey racingdudes.com 20% off your first month of any premium subscription at racingdudes.com. All right, let's get to some rapid fire picks. Let's kick things off. Uh, Friday, let's go to Del Mar now. Friday for race seven, the Hollywood Turf Cup Stakes. This is a grade two or 250k for three year olds and up going one and one half miles on the turf field of seven. Lines up here, Halterman. You and I, you and I have some history with seven horse rock emperor. Okay. He's eight to five. He didn't run. I mean, he didn't run awful in the breeders cup. I mean, I think he had a little bit of issues. He didn't for rock emperor standards. He ran. Okay. He obviously ran very good prior to that. He seems like a very logical horse to put to play here. I'm wondering, are you using him? Is he your pick? It's just funny how you introduce this horse. He's such a history with him. Oh. Now he's the favorite out here at Del Mar. But, God, shouldn't he be? I mean, he should win this race. You got Flavian aboard. I think that's very good. 
I think this race sets up very similar to when we picked him at Saratoga in the Bowling Green, only I don't think the horses are quite as good here. Yeah, I went Rock Emperor on top. I'm a little worried about Acclimate getting out and getting loose on the lead. That's that's my only worry. Uh, it, it does kind of, so I, I'm not going to single Rock, like, let me be very clear about something. I'm not as confident in Rock Emperor as I am in Midnight Bourbon. But I did pick him. At, listen, I think Flavian getting aboard was kind of the last straw, so to speak, for me to go, yeah, he should probably win. If he runs back to that race, two back, uh, at where he won the Hirsch at, at, at Belmont, he, he will win this race, I think. That's the thing. Like, I'm with you. I mean, I I hate this. I hate, I mean, this works. I hate this horse, right? But I, I just don't. He said he has. He gets an outside trip. Like again, I I, I don't. I don't think it. It wasn't obviously. He wasn't beating a beer that day. He wasn't beating Broom. He wasn't Tiona. Like, but he ran an okay race. Um, all things considered, Rock Emperor. It was in the Breeders' Cup turf. I mean, what do you want? What do you expect? So you know, it wasn't t- totally disappointing. Um, I just. I don't know, like, if Chad's sending them out here and and he gets Pratt aboard, like you said, like, I just have a hard time kind of seeing this horse lose in, in a small field, and I just, it seems like he's doing well enough here to, to bring him out here. We, we kind of talk sometimes, a, a small field kind of bunches things up, so to speak, and if that's the case and they all kind of bunch up within four or five weeks of each other, I just don't think they'll be able to hold him off, and you said it. it. Listen, for by his standards, he didn't run that bad in that race uh, and the Breeders' Cup. Those horses are just way better than him. Um, but, you know, show me a race where he doesn't make a run. You can't. He always makes a run at it, and I, he'll make a run here. And like I said, acclimate getting loose is scary for me. That's that's where I, I'm like, oh, man, that horse might get loose and take him gate to wire. Mm-hmm. But I think if Rocky Perkins can stay in range, and by the way, Lately, he has kind of shown, last four or five races, he's kind of shown that he can sit a little closer than he used to. I think that's the difference here. Stock, pounds. I, I think he I think he gets it done. I'm, I'm um, you know, I'm, I'm nervous about it. <laughs> but uh, he's not a single for me, but I do think he gets the job done here. Pratt did ride him uh, earlier this year at Belmont, and guess what? He won. So, right. um, you know, and hey, also guess what? He was closer to the pace that day. Yes. This Pratt guy, I'm telling you, he's an up-and-comer turf jockey you want to follow. Flavin Pratt knows a little thing about riding horses. All right, so yeah, I'm with you, man. I I, I don't love it. Like, I mean, it, it's almost like, you know, eating like a, you know, like deviled egg or something. Like, I at Thanksgiving, I always, I like, it looks good to me, and I want to eat it, and I kind of like it, but I really don't really at the same time. Yeah. But... That's how I, you know, Rock Emperor is my devil egg. You know what I mean? So uh, maybe the only time in history that horse has been called a devil egg, by the way. <laughs> or any horse for that matter. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, he's won two out of five, two out of his last five races. Which, in, again, in Rock Emperor terms, that's like 100%. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's pretty much as close as you're going to get to 100% there. So it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, real quick, uh, Kevin O says, uh, Astronauts, interesting to him. He did win a a, a big race uh, two back at Del Mar. I, I just I get it, Kevin. And if you get he's eight to one, okay, that's not bad. If you can get that, go for it. I just don't think he'll be able to outclose Rock Emperor. And then it comes down to well, Rock will Rock Emperor have a little bit of trouble from the outside post? I don't see it. I, I just think Rock Emperor is a little bit better closer. But if you're getting that eight to one, I'm skeptical you're going to get it but if you are i don't blame all right let's kick things off back at churchill downs and let's go to saturday again we have two uh, big time races for the oaks and the derby preps race 10 saturday at churchill downs the goldenrod the grade two goldenrod stakes is worth 400k for two-year-old fillies going one and one sixteenth miles again it is a kentucky oaks prep race 10 4 2 1 for your top four finishers. And guess what? Both races have no Baffert, so they're all going to be able to get points in these races. Field of eight lines up here. Uh, you got two to one on Famed for Brad Cox, eight to five on Sandstone for McPeak. You get Uguri at three to one, eight to one on Dreamlith. 
for Diodoro. You know, to me, I was I was bouncing back and forth between the one famed and number four sandstone for <clears throat> McPeak. No shocker, eight to five versus two to one. Where did you land? I I must be out of my mind. I I, I went with sandstone for McPeak. Oh, wow, really? I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm taking McPeak over Brad Cox. I've got to be just insane. Um, Are you okay? Do you have a fever? Are you, is, is does Heather need to take you somewhere right now? Yeah, this is, I'm concerned for you right now. This is shocking news. Well, the case I'm going to make is the horse has won at this distance, right? I think that's important. When you're talking about two-year-olds going two turns, I like, I think that's very important that a horse has the win over uh, across two turns. And she did it by 10 and three quarters and earned a speed figure way better than, than the one has so far. I just think she's a little bit better horse at this point. Yeah, I went over her sandstone on top here. I, she's going to be awfully tough to beat, in my opinion. Okay, well, it, I, we apparently have, like, you know, whatever. What's there's a movie where they 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 like flip rolls, and I don't remember <laughs> the name of the movie, but I like Faith. I don't know. Yeah. I, and I had Sandstone at first, and I was like, you know, I just it's it's, it's Brad Cox, it's Dolphin the horse looks so good last time out. Like the, the horse is making those steps, continue to get better. You know, ran has already ran at Churchill, didn't win, but ran ran a good race on debut. I agree, Sandstone looks like she looks very good. It's just I don't know. I mean, maybe you haven't watched Bleakers off enough to know that McPeak at eight to five is not something you want to play. I'm just I, I want to make sure you know this because <laughs> I'm warning you, it's gonna hurt. But I get why you're using the horse. I think you have to use the horse, but I couldn't. I have a very high standard. I have a very uh, a, 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 some rules that I live by, and one of them is well, I have a couple, and we'll talk about the other one in a second. I don't bet Dell Romans just at all, and I don't bet McPeak at a short price. Those are two uh, rules that I live by day in and day out. Sandstone is going to be a short price. He is a short, or she's a short price at eight to five. So I. You got to use her. Um, I think she, I mean, very easily could win this race easily, but I think Faint has enough unknown, enough upside to where I'm going to try to uh, try to beat the four with her. All fair comments. <laughs> uh, Michael Meyer says, and talk about, we'll talk about Romans more in the next race. I want to anyways, um, but cancel this for, uh, for Dale Romans. Rosario jumping aboard did you give any kind of like whoa hang on like that's interesting you know, obviously you know it's the horses ran at churchill rent one last time out of churchill like was this a was this a matter of rosario's needed a mount or was this do you take any more stock to that the one thing it's like the one the four the six they all have speed so you know there is a chance the race melts down if that happens Maybe this could happen, but when you're a guy that, um, I mean, I don't, I'm not in love with the numbers, but at the same time, I want, I want a horse to be in the ballpark and this one hasn't been, you know? Yeah. So that's what it's like. I don't know. Uh, I think you could find better ones, honestly, uh, as far as the closers go. Uh, now I, I couldn't, couldn't get behind uh, the two, but yeah, Rosario being aboard is, is certainly strange and, if you're looking for a prize that that's kind of the kind of stuff you got to look for right a price i'll be using is uh this now one of the other things i live by is the other mcpeak and i the, the five house dream a turf horse who entered here that i think is kind of weird in it all if the pace completely melts down and she likes the dirt she will be coming you know she she's a runner exaggerator you know obviously a curling type Mm -hmm. uh breeding so she i mean I, again no idea how good she is maybe she hates the i don't know why they you know she is injured here but i've made money on mcpeak horses making their dirt debut at a big price so yep. how's dream the five horse is one i would like to use um in terms of a price you know if you if you like sandstone if you like um fame both horses are very early speed type horses if this thing melts down and the, you know whatever house dream could come running 
at 20 to 1 morning line, she'll be a big price. So I, that's the one I would like to use. That's the McPeak I like to use um, when they when they have a like, ton of upside, ton of value. Um, so that's the one I would use there. But yeah, I think, what do you think, um, real quickly, because I'm interested to know, between the 1 and the 4, who's going to be on the lead? You think the 1 will be? Just drawing inside? You think Jury will go? I think so. Yeah, I think so. This horse was on the lead uh, coming out of two sprint races, and now to a route. Yeah, I think the, I think they'll go from that rail spot. And you look at the four, two races back, kind of, I wouldn't really call it stalking the pace, but was yeah. was able to kind of sort of sit off for a minute. Um, so, yeah, I think the one's in front and the four's tracking. Yeah, that's my that's what I thought too, and I do think it gave me a little concern because I'm like, man, the one's gonna be really good because that that two that four is gonna be breathing down her neck um, for most of this race, and we'll see. Uh, I think you got to use them both. I end up picking number one famed on top. All right, let's go to the next race, race eleven, the Kentucky Jockey Club Stakes, Grade Two, same kind of race, four hundred k for two year old boys, going to mile sixteenth, and again a Kentucky Derby prep race. 10 4 2 1 in you know no uh no uh baffert so all all these horses are going to get some points or at least the, the top four finishers are going to get some points here all right halterman large field field of 14 two-year-olds going a mile 16th most of them going this distance for the first time this is easy right <laughs> i'm so screwed in this race i <laughs> i made another really dumb pick here, but honestly, this race is is ridiculous. The trainers are the favorites. It's like, that makes me want to vomit. The trainers that usually win this race, their horses make me want to vomit. You got a horse in Classic Causeway that really had no excuse to lose last time out. It did. I'm on Kenny McPeak again, Jared. I went with number eight, smile happy to win this race. <laughs> I, I feel a little sick about it, but... What did I say about McPeak's horse last time? Has a win at the distance as a two-year-old. Smile Happy debuts at a mile and a sixteenth and wins by five and a half and earns a very strong time form uh, speed figure for a debuter. This horse should improve going second time long. I see a lot of speed in here. I think the eight's the best closer in the race. I think 12 to one is a more than fair price. So I went McPeak, McPeak in these two races. And that may be the dumbest line I've ever said on the show. <laughs> and I was so drunk, I didn't know I was doing the show like three weeks ago. And I don't think I said anything dumber than what I just said. I would say this, and I, I can't say it like, I could say 99.999% positive that this is the first time in the history of Blinkers Off. And we've done 500, this is now 529 episodes that Halterman has picked a McPeak double. <laughs> Hands down. There's no way that's ever happened before. No. It probably will never happen again. So bookmark this. Uh, yeah. Hey, dude. This is my kind of horse. I th That Smile Happy is a horse I love in this race. I didn't pick him on top, but I, you have to use him because at 12 to 1, these morning lines are just coming out. Anyway, so kind of seeing these. But at... at at 12 to 1, you've got to use because that's just, I mean, this is a horse that looked really, really good. And the numbers came back um, strong, you know, going this kind of distance or going this distance. I I think that horse offers a ton of value. What, what did you think about the other McPeak, Tis the Bomb, being in? Like, first of all, what did you even, by the way, this is a horse that if you did not win the race, but if you, if you cashed a ticket, he won the race in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. He did finish second to Modern Games, but of course, Modern Games, ran, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, Tis the Bomb. This horse has won on dirt. They switched the horse to turf. What do you think? Is it? Is this like a, well, you know, like, let's see if, they, everyone wants a derby horse, right? Is, is this a situation where I'm like, well, let's just see if he likes the dirt again. I mean, to me, that feels like all this is. I, I can't believe he's three to one. I'll start off with that. I, I don't like Tis the Bomb in the spot. I, I thought that's an odd thing. Source has had five races as a two-year-old. Now we're going back to the dirt just 21 days, 22 days, I guess, after running at the Breeders' Cup in the, in the toughest race of his life. He ran great in that race. I, I'm i not like a thousand percent saying if I'm, I'm going to be shocked if he wins, but I just this is not a type of horse I have a lot of interest in betting, you know? Maybe the horse like 
makes it. I haven't. I haven't looked at like the sequence yet on for Saturday. Maybe it makes the ticket late, like the fifth one on. You know, but probably just going to leave him off altogether. I, I don't know what they're doing here. I, I can't understand this horse at all. Well, you know the rule. You can't bet him. Um, I mean, you saw to me. I don't like the horse really at all, anyways. But you certainly can't bet a low price McPeak horse doing a. Like you can do a big peak horse doing a turf to dirt if it's the first time and the horse is like fifteen to one. But when the horse has done it before, then they switch to turf and they're back. And then the horse th- like I, there's just way too many things there that I do not like. Um, so yeah, I I would rather you. Okay. So I would rather you. I'm not picking this horse either. But Howling Time for Dell Romans, like I like this horse, but I'm like, ugh. The Del Romans Talmo angle and this is not working for me. I, I just, I mean, I, but doesn't the horse look like a pretty damn good horse? This, this is one I'm gonna have to use. Yeah, for sure. I, I think this horse should be the favorite. I, I'm with you. I, I'm not gonna be shocked at all if this horse wins. Another horse that has a win as a two-year-old going mm-hmm. two turns. Um, you know, at this track. breeding is really, really, really nice on this horse. Uh, you know, two races under the under the belt here and, and, and looked really, really good in both of them. Uh, the horse that finished second in that maiden special weight came back to win last time out and looked pretty darn good. Um, so too many positives for me not to use Howling Time. I, I think this horse has a big shot. All right, so maybe I'm the dumb one now, but uh, I ended up picking the one classic Causeway. Yeah. And I, I don't... This is like this is a make or break moment, right? Because the horse should really didn't have any excuse um, last time out in the in for charity and, and lost. You know, I, this horse was so good on debut. You got a ninety buyer that day, stretches out, goes all the way down to a seventy three buyer. It just a dramatic fall. Went off the favorite that day. It's hard. I get why you why you don't want to use, but this horse has had basically had three straight bullet works. You get Rosario now on board. Not like Jose is bad, but I mean, you get Rosario aboard, which is a great sign to think, okay, well, I mean, it's not like Jose's choosing another horse. He's he's just not there, you know? So mm-hmm. uh, it, to me, you get another great jockey with Rosario. He draws the rail. The horse has speed. The horse is going to go, and we're going to try this thing again, right? We're going to run it back. We're going to try this thing again. The Giants Causeway horse, like, he should distance should not be an issue for this guy you know and it looked like it was last time so i guess we'll see i think he's another horse that's going to get a fairly easy lead on the front end and they're going to have to catch him and i just i don't know that they can yeah i I think that's uh, he was always had in third and another one I, i have to use and i think you're right i think he is the one that gets out in front he definitely would have been the one i played uh, on top here but just, he's backed up a little bit now last time out in, at keeneland maybe second time out though going long makes the difference you know hopefully that's kind of the thing but yeah i i'm 100 with you that if that horse wins i'm not gonna get knocked out of a pick four or pick five that's that's 100 for sure um so yeah i mean the two seven to two shots on the morning line i like a lot more than they yeah, and how about uh, how about this number two Guntown Santana on Dale Romans, and you don't even get Rosario here. You get Gaffione, so he's just done. He's just done with him. So Gaffione, who rode this horse two back, Santana rode this horse last time out. Of course, got hammered. Uh, he's riding a Dale Romans horse. So yeah, I mean, I think. Oh, I, I agree, Michael. Guntown. I don't like Guntown. I'm just stating a, a point here that, again, Gaffione is even riding for Asmussen here and yeah. not Santana. Yeah, right now you're getting Gaffione. You're getting a little bit of Brian Hernandez and uh, Rosario uh, when he's when he's there at Churchill. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be very interesting. I remember when Luis Quinonez rode uh, first call for Asmussen for a long time and he got fired. You don't really hear from him in a sense, you know? And so we'll see. Ricardo, he's got a lot of connections at Oakland. We'll see what kind of meat he has. But Ricardo winning the Oakland uh, riding title, I think it's a long shot with what we know right now. At this point, he, he gets so many, 
so many wins with uh with the, that combo right like yep. it just it it's hard to uh, imagine that he can texas red hot michael myers wants to know do you like this horse at all um i thought the last race was pretty good this is another one i think coming from out of it that, that you have to take a look at uh you don't see randy morris win a race of this caliber very often but he, he does have these races uh in his past that he's been able to win he's a pretty decent trainer Leperu um, gets a board. That's not, I'm not, that doesn't make me excited, but I don't, I don't hate it either. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's going to be on my tickets, but I, I don't think he's a shock. I think he's coming into the race pretty good. Yep. I don't, I don't love him, but I get why you'd use him kind of making this, you know, two turn going up, you know, has a nice win at Churchill. Um, the horse definitely could improve uh, off of that. But yeah, it's really for a price. Maybe throw him in there. Um, all right, let's go to Del Mar. Uh, we got two races to talk about here. Del Mar on Saturday, race five, the Sea Biscuit handicap for 250K for three olds and up going one and 116 miles on the turf. Built a seven shows up for here. And we're going to talk about Chad Brown a lot in these next two races because he's bringing the guys, he's bringing the girls, he's bringing them all. Uh, turf. We've we've seen this over the last couple of years that we're starting to see Chad Brown bring his good turf horses over. Like the key brings if they bring him out here, he's looking to win. So he's got two in here. He's got the three flop shot, and he's got the seven sacred life. Uh, you know, small field, but obviously it kind of starts and ends with Chad Brown in terms of if you're going to try to beat him or not. Yeah, isn't it interesting here? Flop Shot is a horse, uh, you know, with Irad aboard who's gotten beat in uh, her last two starts. So horses that she probably shouldn't have, right? So I kind of paused on that a little bit. I, I definitely am going to play that horse in the exotics. I, I kind of lean towards Sacred Life a little bit here. This is a horse that's pissed us, or pissed us off a lot. Um, but last time out did get the win. Uh, looked pretty solid. And I, I think turns right around here and wins again. I, I kind of lean towards Sacred Life over Flop Shot in this. And you know, Field Pass, I guess, is the other one that's it's not a it's not a, a Chad Brown horse, but but Mike Maker horse coming over uh, to, to the West Coast here. But Sacred Life beat this horse last time, and Field Pass was kind of loose on the lead. So I think that was his time or her time, I should say, his time, I should say, to get the job done. So. Sacred life for me is who I'm going to put on top. Yes, I'm with you on that one. I like sacred life here. You know, this horse finished second in this race last year. Uh, if you remember, oh, two years ago, I guess it was. Um, and see, but it likes the course. So we know, um, you know, we know that you kind of have that Del Mar. Anytime Chad Brown, a Chad Brown horse to me has a Del Mar track experience. I, I, I take note of that. So this horse did finish second um, to next year's. Uh, back in 2019 so I, I like that you have that i do like the fact this horse while the horse has burned us you are right <laughs> uh maybe not rock emperor type burned but has still burned us i love the fact that jose ortiz rode this horse last out and knickerbocker shows up here to ride uh for uh for chad brown here as well so i like that i think the distance is a very good distance um for him as well so you know looked really good uh here at, at last time out of this at this at this distance or close to this distance about 16th but in this distance total six starts two wins three seconds so the horse really run it's another one of those horses that is going to give you a run on the turf and i just think the race drawn to the outside i think the race can kind of come to uh to him a little bit i think this there's some speed to his inside i think the race will set up you know obviously the stablemate flop shot is one that's going to be kind of a, I, I kind of looked at this a little bit like, yes, the horse, I do like the horse. I think the horse has a shot, but I definitely think Chad Brown's kind of roping this field in, you know, in terms of he's got one on the front end, he's going to have sacred life coming from the, from the rear. Um, so I definitely think he's kind of got this, uh, this, uh, this field of Rivera a little bit. So I'm with you, man. I like the, uh, I like the number seven sacred life. I don't, I don't necessarily like, I don't have a lot of like, grand ideas about the horse you know like i don't necessarily think sacred life is like the next coming of domestic spending or whoever you know like i don't but i, I think the horse should win here 
He's kind of like, all right, he's kind of like Rock Emperor a little bit. He's he's definitely like Rock Emperor. I mean, yeah. I, that's a, that's so I I definitely viewed them uh, very similar. All right, let's go to race nine, the final race here that we're going to talk about. It's the Hollywood Derby. It's a grade one. We're four hundred k for three year olds going one and one eighth miles on the turf. Huge field here, a field of fourteen with one also eligible as well. Huge field, and again, we've got. We've, we do have a Baffert in here, but we do have, we have Chad Brown. It's like, all right, I'm bringing a couple more. Public sector, sifting sands for Chad Brown. But you also have Mandela's got a nice one in here with Subconscious, who I really like. Um, you, you've kind of got the, the uh, all the, the big time turf type horses, three-year-old turf horses over uh, on the West Coast in this race as well. So how do you know, Hudson Ridge for Baffert, not a terrible horse. Pratt with uh, Delato. There's a lot of interesting angles you can take here. Or did you look at this and say, it's Chad, again, it's Chad Brown or not? It's this one, I think, is going to, like, this is one of the best races of the weekend, right? I, I think this is going to be very, very close. I think it's going to come down to the wire. I just really liked public sector for a long time. You know, I, I've rode him in the last three races, he has not disappointed me. The Hill Prince, especially, we got three to one. That was a great price. I, I think, you know, Magic and I kind of talked about this race yesterday uh, on the video, obviously, but also off air a little bit. It's just like we both were kind of like, yeah, that's probably going to be the Hollywood Derby horse that Chad brings over. And here he is, and uh, Ortiz follows. So I, I think public sector gets it done. Again, it's not probably going to be a race that I, I go short in. I think I'll use two or three other ones uh, with public sector. But I'm pretty confident this horse shows up and, and runs a big race here. Yeah, you know, so, like he was the one that I kept, I was going to pick and I kept going to pick and going to pick. And then I kept coming back to the 12 subconscious. Yep. This is a horse to me that's got a, a, a ton of talent. Struggled early in the career. Obviously, it was a big-time purchase, you know, being a tap-it, $380,000 horse. You know, LJ Fox, but, like, there's, you know, we know all these, you know, Mandela. So they had a lot of hopes. The horse struggled. Then the horse, you know, has some surgery, gets gelded, you know, and the horse comes back a beast, you know. He's been very, very good. Winner of three straight races. Some nice races, you know, uh, at Santanita and, of course, the, the Del Mar race, which, of course, is running here. So I love the fact that you've got the the, uh, the track experience. I love the fact that the horse showed last time out that that, uh, that he can win with no Lasix. Um, I, just, I just, there's a lot of things to like about this horse. The distance is not a concern. It's just been very, very good. So to me, this is a horse that I think is the biggest challenger for Chad Brown in this race. And ultimately, I, I just liked enough uh, of this horse to uh, to pick him on top. I, I, I think it's another. I think it is a race that you need to go um, plenty deep. I, the outside draw is was is still is a little bit of a concern, but I think the horse has enough early speed that you can get some sort of uh, you know early placement a little bit. So I don't necessarily. It wasn't enough to to to, to, uh, to make me not want to pick the horse. I. I think this horse is really, really talented. Yeah, I almost, I, I might, I'll be mad if this horse wins. Well, no, I won't, because you picked him at least, and I'll, I'll have him. Like this is just, he's just been really, really good since being gelding or being gelded. I mean, three wins in a row, and last time out, I thought that was a pretty evenly matched group, and he kind of made it look easy. So I, I think it's a good pick. Yeah, he's, uh, let's see, you know, this is another one, like, I'm not, like, subconscious might actually be, like, this is a, obviously a huge test, but if he can kind of answer this, um, this test, like he's been answering the last couple races, like, to me, he's a, he's a fairly serious horse, you know, I think he, you know, he, cause he's obviously shown that, or he had the, at least the, the hopes of being a really good horse early on, then, you know, like, say, had surgery, got gilded and everything, and now the horse is really turn it up a notch so yeah if he can go and answer this test and run another big race and earn a grade one victory like i think to me i think out of all the horses in the race he he's got the most like upside the most this horse could be a lot of different things if he um 
if he goes and does that obviously public sector very good horse is going to run continue to run in all these big time races you know we've seen it before right domestic spending raging bull uh what anals your anal horse right and then, what was that horse that won this uh annals of time yeah <laughs> uh, uh but yeah you know, so i mean it's like not like a big deal for chad brown to come over and win this race right so and obviously this, this horse will be heard of heard from as well um after but i'm gonna try to beat him with number 12 subconscious <laughs> That's all the time we have. Check us out at racingdudes.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our products page. Remember, click the Get Racing Dudes premium button at the main menu at racingdudes.com to learn more. Enter promo code TURKEY. That's right, TURKEY for all of your premium subscriptions. Any monthly subscription, whatever month subscription that's available on there, enter promo code TURKEY and get your first month 20% off. So make sure you check that out at racingdudes.com. Check us out on, t- on Twitter at, at Racy underscore dudes, Instagram and Facebook. You can listen to all our episodes of Blinkers Off by visiting the podcast page, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Captivate, even YouTube. Go to YouTube. Watch these, uh, watch these uh, videos back. And, of course, we do ask that you subscribe. You hit the like button. You hit the notification button. That you, know, you get alerted next time we do one of these Blinkers Off. And you can tune in. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of people that tune into these live and you can ask questions and try to get your answers, uh, get your questions answered uh, live on Blinkers Off. Halterman, final thoughts. I don't know what the hell Magic Mike's doing, so I'm not even going to mention Magic Mike. You know what? Screw them. Happy Thanksgiving to them, but forget them. So final thoughts on the on the weekend. Um, and I guess we're almost, this is the first game, like 11 something. The first yeah, first I think 1130. So we'll, we'll get off here so everybody can watch that. And yeah, just have a good, good day, everybody. It's a, it's a fun day. It's a even better weekend. So I'll say have a good weekend and extend it a couple of days. Uh, great, great uh, football. Maybe not today, but Friday, Saturday, Sunday should be really, really good. If you want to listen to a show that covered all those, you could go watch or listen to Dudes Who Bet Sports. It was quite the comedy uh, hour. We had Dennis uh, Trustee on, and of course Papa Dude, and they were uh, they were quite the duo uh, yesterday, Jared. It was it was kind of a uh, I'll say the show went off the rails, but kind of in a good way. It was it was pretty funny. I did. I tuned in for some of that actually, and I I caught that some of the parts, and I was like dying laughing but i also was like calling our lawyer too just to make sure like listen just to get ahead of this like <laughs> papa dude said some stuff i need to make sure we're 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 on the front we're on the front end of this thing because uh you know he he may or may not have said he you know he would uh rather go to uh you know another family thanksgiving than watch women's college basketball i think that's what he said <laughs> He may have said that he likes to watch it because of how pretty they are. Yeah. I think that was said. Um, yeah, no, that was fun. That was really funny. Uh, yeah, I was going to go through uh, these races or these games, but why do we need to? Just go check out the podcast. Uh, sure. Due to Bet Sports, put that into all your podcasts. It will pop up there, and you can listen to uh, to Halterman and his dad and Dennis. Maybe he, Is he a regular guest now? Um, I don't think we'll make it regular. We got to make it special when he comes on. I I thought Dennis was really really good. He did a really good job on there. Dennis, I mean, he he knows his stuff too. It's but uh, he's also pretty hilarious. Uh, and neither one of those guys, I don't really think they necessarily try to be funny. They just the things they say are funny, you know. So yeah. <laughs> oh, and Sandy dropped two f bombs uh, to end the show as well. So that was that was nice as well. Oh, Sandy made an appearance. Wow. She didn't make an appearance. Her voice w- made an appearance. So, yeah. So, really, it, it, I missed that. Like, it really got off the rails. So. It brought it uh, all. Yeah, that, now, thankfully, that was at the end after all the games were done and we were just messing around. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, a little Thanksgiving story from her. Um, yeah, <laughs> so it was uh, it was quite the show yesterday. Uh, I, I got off the show and I thought, well, people are going to either love that or hate it. And most people have liked it so far. Most people have said, hey, that was that was funny. So, uh, the, the other thing is we did cover every single top 25 game and in, in, in every uh, NFL game. So we did cover a lot of ground on the show too. And uh, yeah, I, I think the opinions were good and I, I, I think everybody had fun listening as well. So hopefully, uh, yeah, check that out and hopefully uh, you guys will enjoy that. Yeah, definitely go check. I mean, the one thing I can say is, you know, they do have a good time, but they're, 
both extremely knowledgeable and uh especially papa dude has zero filter so yeah. I, I i i very much i think most people do enjoy that as well it's like if they suck he's gonna tell you they suck and you know two guys that are huge ou fans are very much critical of of uh you can't call these guys homers because no you if you just go listen to that show i think it was two back um go listen to that show if you want to know what they're real thoughts are on the on the OU football team so yeah uh yeah go check out do two bet sports for all your uh football needs this weekend of course big holiday weekend of football both college and nfl all right happy thanksgiving everybody i hope you have a great day i hope you eat a ton of food i hope you feel miserable i know i will and uh, that's if you really if you don't have, feel like shit at the end of the day then you kind of did it wrong in my yep. opinion so uh, again, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. Good luck this weekend. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. <laughs> That's a pretty good Larry Thomas impersonation, I feel like.